Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Zach, who produced Inside the Huddle, uh, is going to produce this. Uh, let me first give a... Uh, uh, an apology, if you will, uh, because we get questions in advance on Inside the Huddle, uh, I normally do not check uh, my email, and we had three questions uh, for uh, Shane and Coach on the show, so uh, next time, uh, I will go ahead and ask uh, for you to give emails, and I will try to... Uh, do that. Something's happened here on my microphone. There's that's better. Okay. Um, all right. Today we're going to talk with uh, Pro Football Focus, a little NFL. I got to start and tell you this. For those of you who listen to the show for a long time, you know I'm a Jets fan. Last night, I'm ready to watch the game. I'm excited. Crowd is geeked. Should be a good matchup. And I just couldn't believe my eyes. Aaron Rodgers out for the year. Torn Achilles tendon. The Jets franchise is cursed. I believe it. And somehow they won the dadgum game. It was amazing. But only to the Jets. I mean, that's why when you all ask me what are my thoughts, you you just don't know with this franchise. And it happened. So sad. So sad. Um, all right. Today, I want to ask this question. If you had to rank... Florida's football rivalries, top three. Who would be your top three and why? Where does Tennessee fall into that? Because I get it with Florida, Georgia. I get it. And maybe because Georgia, you know. But as dumb as this is going to sound, I think Florida, Tennessee is a little undervalued. Because you can tell me Florida, Florida State, but Florida, Florida State is down the list for me. So is Florida, Miami. Because it's not, a, it's not in the league. And understand, winning the league now is n- not quite as important as maybe it used to be. But I'm just wondering where you put uh, Tennessee in terms of where it is as a rival. So want to hear from you and your thoughts on this game early here. ESPN is going to be here. They're a big crew. Second time in three games that uh, Herb Street and company are going to be here. Pretty interesting. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Let's get some calls. We'll start with GW. GW, hello. What's up, buddy? Hey. Um, so uh, real quick to answer your question, um, 
I think that's kind of generational, right? I think like my dad's generation would probably say Georgia. My generation, I'm in my 40s, early 40s, I would say Tennessee, just because that was such a big rivalry in the 90s and early 2000s, and frankly, Georgia just wasn't a problem for us. Um, right now, I would say it's back to being Georgia again. I, I really think it kind of depends on how good the other team is and how much it matters for us to be able to be successful. Unfortunately, we're kind of at the bottom right now, so we're looking up at everybody. But, um, yeah, Tennessee's definitely right at the top. Tennessee, Georgia, and then, of course, Florida State, just for bragging rights purposes. Those are my top three. Well, the thing that you said um, about generational, I agree with. Because, you know, when I went here a million years ago, it was Georgia. Simple as that. You know, maybe Florida State, but Florida beat Florida State a lot. You know, in my in my time here, uh, before you know Bobby Bowden got there, so I, I agree with that. I think part of it is generational and how you're doing against that team at, at at a particular time. I'm with you there. So for this weekend's game, I mean, after after seeing them struggle a little bit with Austin P, I think I, I think I have a, a little bit more hope for us to be competitive. Um, but I, I do think, and I wanted to get your opinion, the thing about the McNeese State game was we did exactly what we were supposed to do to that team. They're a, a, a semi-close-to-high-school team, and we should be able to just walk up and down the field and do what we did. Um, but one of the things that I didn't see that I thought we would probably see or you'd like to see with a disparity in talent like that would be breakaway just big plays, like you know a huge 70-yard bomb. And we did have the one to Pearsall. That was a good one. But other than that, there weren't really any – instances where we had just a a big play because we just have somebody who's, you know, head and shoulders above the talent level. Um, And then the other thing was most of it was lateral and most of it was, you know, short runs and and bubble screens and not much of a vertical attack. Do you think that we'll see some vertical attack? Do you think that in a second part of that would be, do you think that's because maybe, I mean, I I think it's not a secret that Mertz doesn't have a cannon, um, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He had, he, he's done fine, but he, maybe he doesn't have the arm to, to to stretch the field or hit a lot of seams and things. I just want to get your take on that because I'm a little worried about this lateral offense. I, I don't know that that's not going to translate very well, I don't think, against a Tennessee or a Georgia or an LSU where where their, their, the talent level is going to be much greater. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll listen. Okay, thank you. I don't think you're going to see very many teams that play Florida play the defense that McNeese played. They had a ton of people in the secondary, deep. They weren't they th- their philosophy was you're going to beat us, but you're going to beat us matriculating down the field. We're not going to allow it to be thrown over our heads. And that's why they ran the ball as much as they did, and that's why most of the passing was what it was because they wouldn't allow you the manpower. They had a lot of guys deep. Now, do I think Tennessee employs that? No, I don't. Because, again, you do that, Florida will blast them in the run game. And and if you're any good on defense, they were an outman team, and they could not just line up, go man-to-man, or go you know one high safety or whatever they wanted to do. That's why, GW, I think you saw – what you saw there. Uh, John says his rivals, Georgia, FSU, Tennessee, LSU, in that order. Uh, Okay, we're going to talk 
with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus today. Uh, later on in the week, tomorrow, Max Chabuk will talk some college football, and then Sean Kelly will be here. And uh, my buddy Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal is going to be here tomorrow to give you a sneak peek at Tennessee. So got a lot of good stuff coming up. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, Gator Volleyball will travel to Tallahassee to take on in-state rivals Florida State. Florida remain undefeated after going 3-0 this weekend during the Gators Invitational and will look to continue their streak after tonight's match. Live action will begin right here at 545. Up next in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will face their second game with the Minnesota Twins tonight after taking a 7-4 win during last night's game. Live coverage will begin right after the Gator Volleyball match. Lots of high school volleyball action continues today with matches including Oak Hall and St. Francis, Union County takes on Bell, and Newberry plays Chiefland. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I've been telling you for a while now about the good people of the Road Heber Boys Ranch. You know, it's really great when people take the time to give their time and help charities of any kind because a lot of charities do a lot of great work. That's the same thing that the Road Heber Boys Ranch does. They help at-risk young boys from difficult home environments turn their lives around. They do it because they take your unused or unwanted vehicles and they fix them, they resell them, and by doing it, they learn these real-life skills. It's among the very best charities in Florida you can support. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is tax-deductible. It goes a long way to helping these kids. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palaka or go to rbr.org. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org slash community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again, like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550-QC Kinetics. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. 
Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. Interesting week one in the National Football League. To talk to us about it, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Boy, Brad, uh, you know, sometimes you can go in, in a week in the NFL and it's kind of ho-hum. But a lot of storylines here. I, I'm a Jets guy, and I'm watching last night, and I just, the, the franchise is cursed. And yet they win. But what, I mean, just... I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just a terrible thing for the Jets. Yeah, I knew you were a Jets fan. I was going to open with that. My uh, my condolences, and unfortunately, like you said, I do think the franchise might simply be cursed. And the most bittersweet takeaway of the win is that you watch that game, and obviously you know I've said I really was high on the team and thought they were a legit contender, but clearly they are, right? I mean, that team with Aaron Rodgers, the roster we saw last night, is every bit as good as any other team in the NFL and now we don't get to see it. So, yeah, really, really unfortunate. Just for, obviously, Jets fans, still terrible. But, you know, the NFL community at large misses out on. We had the Tom Brady run. We had the Matthew Stafford run. I think we had a similar situation right here. Uh, give me Anthony Richardson. Numbers weren't bad. I thought Steichen did a good job in, you know, getting him the ball and getting him, you know, getting him have be rid of the ball. Your thoughts on his first performance? 
I thought he looked good. Look, you're going to have rookie mistakes, had a couple turnovers, had a couple sacks, you know, more so than uh, we've probably talked about how much I like his ability to navigate the pocket and avoid a lot of those sacks. Um, but, you know, good defensive line. Josh Allen, uh, you know, for the Jaguars, a very, very good player, had three of those sacks. I think Trayvon Walker had one as well. But, but yeah, I mean, looked confident, looked comfortable. I agree. I think Shane Steichen, you know, then got the ball out quickly to Josh Downs, the rookie slot receiver who can get open quickly. Um, but, yeah, very encouraged by Richardson. I think we're seeing the building blocks and taking steps week by week. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah, you know, I, I was watching the uh, Chargers and Dolphins Brad, and maybe I didn't give Tua enough credit. He's he's pretty good. I mean, he's he is a better thrower than I thought he would be at the pro level. What say you? Yeah, no, I didn't either, and I need to give him more respect. He, he certainly earned it. I mean, had five completions on balls thrown 20-plus yards downfield, a personal record for him. Uh, you know, we have a stat, big-time throws, which is, you know, tight window throws downfield, away from coverage. You know, it is a subjective thing. It has a, a laundry list of ways you can earn one, but had six of those the most in week one, um, a, a very large number. To put it in context, Daniel Jones had seven big-time throws all of last season. So, I mean, Tua was incredible, and, yeah, he, he does. I think he sees things so well where does he have the best arm talent? No, but when you can anticipate it that high of a level and you're releasing the ball – before your receiver is even getting in, uh, you know, out of his break, you can create a lot of those chunk plays. He, he was exceptional. Um, one week does not make a season, whether you win or whether you lose. But Pittsburgh just had a clunker of a game. So did Cincinnati. That had to be a bit surprising. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh one for sure. Where they just totally laid an egg. You know, new overhauled offensive line and. I mean, they got destroyed. And obviously the Niners have a good defensive line as anyone in the National Football League. But the entire unit give up multiple pressures. They're also now probably down right tackle Chikuma Korafor for a little bit, which certainly does not help. But, yeah, just, just surprising it was that bad for a Pittsburgh team at home. Looked so good in the preseason, which, of course, you know, should always be, you know, not that meaningful, I suppose. But that one shocked me more than – Look, obviously, we have the, you know, I, I picked the Bengals from the Super Bowl. They are an incredible team. But I really do think, just like last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers, when Joe Burrow was coming off his appendix surgery, had four interceptions, couldn't do a thing, I think the calf injury was underplayed. He had his first full practice on Thursday going into that game. Bad weather. You know, Deshaun Watson's stat line wasn't great either. I think they're going to figure it out pretty quickly. I think it was just rust and injuries and stuff like that. Uh, last two things, the Rams. You know, I'd, Matthew Stafford looked like he was rejuvenated through for 300-and-something yards. Did that game su- surprise me? Did it surprise you? Oh, probably the most surprising result of week one. I, I love Seattle. You know, from a gambling perspective, you know, my, my uh, cohort uh, that we do a show together gave out the Seattle Seahawks is one of our favorite picks of the week. Um, and they got blown out. I mean, they got destroyed. And Sean McVay deserves all the credit in the world. Matthew Stafford did look incredible. Again, 10 of 18 on throws, 10-plus yards downfield without Cooper Cup in the lineup. I mean, a rookie sixth-rounder in Puka Nakua had 10 receptions for 120 yards. Tutu Atwell went over 100 yards. Um, you know, and the offensive line held up better than anyone expected. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was probably the most surprising result of Week 1 for me. And i got to give more respect to Stafford and McVay. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I, I really thought he was more a product of Andy Reid 
and, you know, what the Chiefs did. The dude had over 200 yards receiving when Tua threw for 460, whatever he threw. Uh, obviously, I undervalued him. Give me your thoughts on Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, he is probably the most terrifying opponent for any defense to game plan for every single week. I mean, he is, like you said, it's fair to wonder, was he a product of Mahomes, Andy Reid? Uh, but no, and the thing with him is, obviously a special talent, one of the fastest players on the field every single Sunday, but also had contested catches in space, you know, making plays in traffic, all of those things. But also Mike McDaniel was, I mean, exceptional, exceptional in this game. There was pre-snap motion where you got Tyree Kill with a head of speed. No one can guard Tyree Kill when he's moving at the snap. It was just, it was a master class. But yeah, no, he is, he, you know, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, pick your number one. Uh, but Tyree Kill is in that conversation. Last thing, I want to focus on these two teams for a little bit of a different reason. You'll, you'll get where I'm going. Green Bay and Chicago. Jordan Love looks very good. And we all know Green Bay has an offensive-minded coach who has a very good system. So give, give Love love for being in that system. But, you know, Justin, they, he was their leading rusher, and that's bad. He needs help. Is it Chicago? Is it Fields? Is it their system? Is Fields ever going to live up to the place he was drafted? Yeah, so I'll start with Love. 8 for 10 for 140 yards and two touchdowns on third downs. He had a touchdown on fourth down as well to Aaron Jones. Uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur was, again, it was great. Uh, you know, they were out without Christian Watson, their number one wide receiver. It did not matter at all. You had a rookie wide receiver and Jaden Reed go for 50 yards. Rookie tight end Luke Musgrave go for 50 yards. The thing with the Justin Fields thing and this game, you know, football is still won and lost in the trenches. The Packers had 35 pressures in week one, second only to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then their offensive line only allowed five pressures, the lowest of any team in week one. So they just dominated Chicago up front. Justin Fields, look, I mean, I just said, his, his pass protection is terrible, as bad as any team in the NFL. But you do watch the tape yesterday. I'm a Bears fan, so I watch the tape over and over again. <laughs> there, are con- yeah, there are concepts where there are guys open and he's just not pulling the trigger. I- I'm starting to have a little bit of doubt in him taking that step. Okay. Always great stuff. And we'll look ahead to week two of the National Football League. As I always ask, Brad, where can people see your work? Yes, you can see me on all my articles on PFF.com. I had an article today about the major injuries in week one and potential replacements, obviously leading off with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Uh, I forgot to ask this. I'm sorry. Will the Jets sign a quarterback now? I think they have to. I'm not buying these. You know, the quotes from Sala about Zach Wilson, of course he has to say that. I don't buy it at all. This team is simply too good uh, to not go get somebody else. Okay. Appreciate your time, Brad. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, does a terrific job. Uh, the rest of the day, it's us. I hope you will call up. And uh, talk a little sports here. So 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? 
This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Retiring this year or in the next few? Then you're facing new challenges and rules other generations didn't. That's why Mike Lester is hosting a live online event, The New Reality in Our Retirement, Thursday, September 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern. Reserve your spot for this no-charge online event with Mike at guardingyournestegg.com forward slash live. He'll also be taking your questions. So secure your spot now, guardingyournestegg.com forward slash live. It's all online. Cutting through the noise of retirement gossip. This is why we make a good team. I'm like, I think I heard yeah. this one thing, and you're all, that's impossible, Kristen. That's not a fun fact. That's a false fact, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Check out the Guarding Your Nest Egg weekly video podcast on YouTube, or catch the audio version on your favorite podcast platform. Search and subscribe, then listen or watch. Link up easily at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon skies partly cloudy to mostly clear temperatures in the upper 80s to lower 90s with sea breeze storms firing up and moving from west to east across our area. They'll settle down tonight then skies turning mostly clear patchy fog possible in the morning lows in the lower 70s. That pattern continues Wednesday and Thursday by Friday a front approaches cooler temperatures for the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted oh. to Florida. Florida gets the stop. Florida begins SEC play against the Tennessee Volunteers. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with pregame starting at 4 Eastern, 3 Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, As you call in today, oh, by the way, Tampa Mike emailed, and Mike, I want you to know I did get it. He says, does this UF team have potential to be better than last year's team regardless of record? Yes, it does. Defense appears much better. Offense seems as capable as last year's special teams question mark. I think that's fair two games in. Now, you know, Utah, yes, they're ranked, but their offense was crippled because of not having Rising, not having Keithy and some other guys, and we saw they struggled again last week. But there's no question that the defense, in my mind at least, is better than what it was a year ago. Bring Tony to the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good. Um I got to tell you, Steve, my wife was uh, watching me last night, making sure we didn't have to make a run to the ER. But um, I, I, it wasn't that bad for me, Steve. I got to tell you, man, it didn't phase me that much. You know, um, kind of expected, right? Um, I went through the five stages of grief pretty quick. <laughs> and, um, you know, the crazy part about it, Steve, was that it was so much like in 1999 when Test Verde. Yep. Blew out his Achilles in the season opener, yep. man. That's scary. Yep. How it was like the exact same scenario. Um, it's crazy. Just crazy, man. You couldn't make it up, man. You really couldn't make it up. And it was kind of on him, Steve. It was like a three-step drop. He was supposed to get rid of the ball quick. The left tackle did like a little quasi-chop block, you know, kind of like to get the hands down and basically just let him go. And instead of uh, – Letting the ball go, Rogers tried to evade the sack, and it went downhill from there. So it was kind of on him there, man. Well, it looked like – remember the play that they showed where Becton cut the guy? Correct. Right? I think that was the same thing, where he Correct. cut the guy. Well, when you cut like that, you're supposed to get rid of the ball fast. And he exactly. didn't get rid of the ball quickly, and that was trouble. Yeah, man. So what do you think that they go from here, man? Just go to Wilson? They obviously have to get another quarterback. Who, like, do you have any idea who they might look at? Yeah, I mean, to me, they they, they kind of said, Salah said, you know, we're going to stick with Wilson. Um, and I think they should as the starter. But I'm just going to say this as somebody who has coached. You have a locker room there that went through – the nonsense last year with Wilson trying to grow up and stop being a kid. And it fractured that locker room. He, he was a prima donna. I think the veterans didn't like it. I think Rogers came in, straightened him out. I think he just looks better because of Rogers' presence there. But you've got to have a veteran backup there in case he goes down because that defense is too good. You don't, they wasted that defense last year. I don't want him to waste that defense again this year. It is unbelievable, man. Um, moving on, Steve. Um, you know what? I'm tempted for those three rivalry teams to just go ahead and say Vandy, Missouri, and South Carolina. Okay, because that's kind of where we are right now, Steve. You know, we got to kind of like work our way up. 
And and you know what? I'm going to stick with that. Those are our, my three rivalry teams for this year. Vandy, South Carolina, and Missouri. Those are the three teams we got to win to keep making progress, Steve. Okay. That's, I think, where we are, man. All right, Steve. All right, Tony. Here, Thank you, sir. Uh, David, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick on the rivalry thing, I, I think it changes um, <laughs> depending on how good the other teams are. Um, I mean, I think Tennessee is always going to be in there and Florida State. I mean, and and for me, it's been Florida State, um, you know, just, again, I think it's probably a generational type thing. But uh, uh, right now, I would say it's got to be got to be Georgia, you know, just because where they're at and where we're at. Um but I think it changes. Uh, but it, but the same group of teams, you know. Um, and then uh, we had a caller earlier talking about, you know, the way, you know, we ran the ball a lot in the game. I said, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize it. A lot of it's just, and you, and you hit on it, that it's all about the, you know, what the defense is doing, you know. If you're, they've got four or five guys in the box, I think you're going to run it quite a bit. <laughs> um and I don't think, like you said, I don't think many teams are going to play that way uh, against us. Uh, but you know, it, they're just you know begging you to run the ball when they, when they when they do something like that. And you know, they're probably hoping that you're going to get impatient and try to throw it deep, uh, which is what Josh Allen did last night. Um, you know, forced too much. Um, obviously, the Jets are a really good defense, but I, I still think he could have checked down more and been uh, more successful. Glad he didn't. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Now, I have a, one question for you about um, just curiosity. Do you know the, the Achilles that he hurt? Was that was that the same um, leg that he had the calf injury on? I do not know the answer to that. I, I'm just wondering if there could be some connection there, you know. Nah, I, I don't think so. Um, at least that's not what's reported. Uh, now, he he did hurt the calf uh, in OTAs, is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. This, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yes, he did. It, it's 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 the left one. It's the same one. Yes. Okay. So I, I mean, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just throwing this out there and thinking that you know, okay, maybe that calf wasn't fully developed because you know he had an injury there and, and did that put nah, more strain on the. Account? I don't think so. If, if you if you look at the slow motion of it. Uh, it got his foot seemed to get caught up in the turf and and when that happened his body twisted well think about if your foot's caught in the turf and your body twists like that i don't care you're you're gonna you're gonna get hurt yeah speaking of that i know it's not as bad as it used to be but i mean the turf i mean i don't know i think i'm just not a big fan of the turf i got you know like i said i know the back of the day the carpet was really bad but um, I don't. I think it's still more susceptible to injury than grass. A lot of players. Thank you, Steve, I appreciate. It. Yeah, thank you, David. A lot of players have complained about that. Um, think saying that uh, you know it's it, it's not safe, and I kind of understand. Paul says, as far as the rivals, more personal for him, generational. I have many good, bad memories, some great rivalry games over the years. Number one rival for him, Florida State. Too many obnoxious FSU fans to list. Number two, Georgia, nightmare of Herschel from the 80s. And three, LSU, worst fans ever. Lucas says he'll bite uh, Georgia, Tennessee, and then FSU. And uh, 
Let's see. Here's one. James says he's in his 40s, lived in Gainesville for 23 years. Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, then then, uh, FSU. Here's something interesting I want you to think about, too. With what we saw with Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield, with um, Johnny Manziel and Swamp Kings, right? Uh, there is, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, uh, that's got a, uh, a list of documentary odds. Like, what would be next? It's called U.S bettingreport.com. Zach, I want you to think about something here. I'm going to yeah, I'll give you have give you some thought, okay? If you could say I'd like to see the next documentary in college football. What would it be? And I gave my I when I saw this thing that says next college football documentary odds, I didn't look at it. I just thought what can I come up with? And I came up with exactly none. None. Okay? So, I want to throw this out. Okay? What would you like to see as a fan be the next college football documentary? Much like Manziel or whatever. Okay? I did sort of come up with one. Well, if you if you believe the SEC has become the dominant league, how did that happen? How did that happen? That that's the one I sort of came up with, and it's actually listed here. Uh, it says SEC's reign of dominance. So I was close, but that's the only one. I I mean, there's four others listed here, and I would not have guessed any of them. So I'm not going to give them away yet. So just think about it. As, as a college football fan, if you said to Netflix, hello, Netflix, I want you to do this documentary on this, what would it be? And tell me why. It's, and there's one on here that I think would be really good, but I don't know. See, here's the other thing. Manziel, SEC. Florida, SEC. Get the get get the get the thing here, you know. How many other things are there that don't fall within the SEC window that you could see? I'm going to tell you what. You know what a great one would be? The Gators of the '84 '85 teams. That would be a terrific thing to do because of what happened, how it happened, that would be wonderful. And believe me when I tell you this, there would be Gator football players that would love the opportunity to discuss that. And because a lot of those players, I've said this before, don't have much to do with the university anymore for one reason or another. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, the third-ranked Gator volleyball team will travel to Tallahassee to take on in-state rival Florida State. 
Florida remained undefeated after going 3-0 this weekend during the Gators Invitational after being led by Kennedy Martin, who earned her third SEC Weekly Honor of the season. Live action will begin right here at 545. High school volleyball continues today with matches including Ocall and St. Francis, Union County takes on Bell, and Newberry plays Chiefland. And in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will face their second game with the Minnesota Twins after a strong 7-4 win during last night's match. Live coverage will begin right after the Gator Volleyball match concludes. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression. And 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown. Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. 
Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. The Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is EJ Jarvis and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98 1 FM 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. Seth Harp now producing today. 3928255 you can email us russell at wruf.com. Elijah, hello. Hey Steve, how's it going? Good, thank you. So here's my pitch for the next Netflix documentary. Okay. We'll call it DVU question mark. So it's a little against the grain. I'm not sure there's uh, many schools outside of the SEC that can lay claim to DVU, but they could poke around for some of the, you know, the, the past eight, ten years, pass around to see some of the best DBs in the game, you know, ask some opinions and, kind of shop around a little bit. Yeah, you know, some of this, I think, and I'm I'm looking at it from a, you know, producer, how how exciting is it? Um I get your point, but I'm I'm looking as a consumer now, right? If you're looking at Swamp Kings, you're looking at championships. You're looking at how they won championships. You with Manzel, you know, you're looking at a Heisman and, you know, what happened to him. How do you do that with DBU? Oh, we're DBU. Oh, no, we're not DBU. I mean, that would be my problem with that, I guess. But maybe there's a way to do it. I'm there with you. I I, you know, I can see the, the flaws and stuff. But, you know, it's a little bit of friendly competition and banter. It's enough to, act, you know, get things pushed around. Uh, oh, from that even point. Even if it's on social media. Yes, from that point, yes. Because you could have, well, LSU thinks they're DBU. Well, somebody from Florida. No, I think, I mean, yeah, you could do it that way, sure. Okay. Well, that's what I have to do. Thank you, Elijah. Thank Appreciate you. it. And again, uh, I'm going to give you. Uh, this is interesting, Seth. USBettingReport.com constructed hypothetical odds on what the next major college football documentary would be. Okay, kind of interesting. So I've been asking people, what would you have? The BCS Blitz for 15 years. The BCS determined who played for the national championship. Looking back, Steve, the years they got it right, they got it wrong, 15 years of glory. Yep. The BCS Blitz on ESPN. Okay, I like it. The one, well, I'll give you some other people's ideas first, and I'll give you what they've come up with, and a couple of these are like, huh? Uh, James says, I got two. One he can do now, one he can do in 10 years. Honoring the past, hurting the future. The story of Joe Pa and Bobby Bowden staying around too long. Now, if you did it in the sense of sticking around too long as a coach, 
because you got to get Joe Pa. That's another angle of it. But that actually has been done, I think. Somebody did that, I think. Uh, and then uh, and in 10 years, <laughs> how Coach Prime embraced NIL and the transfer portal and reshaped college football. Bingo, James. I don't know. It may not be Coach Prime, but it might be. It might be in 10 years how the transfer portal and NIL reshape college football. Yes, I think that's definitely uh, a possibility one in one good way or another. Andrew says, how about Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Reggie Bush, the, he- the, the Heisman, and in 1998, Tennessee, how they barely won everything. Okay? See what David has to say. David, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Yeah, I think what interesting documentary would be can't-miss prospects that did. I mean, I think Florida's had quite a few that, you know, were supposed to be, uh, you know, great players, and then they just didn't turn out to be like Sable House and others. But I think that would make for a very interesting documentary and why they didn't pan out. It, it would. The only problem with that that I see, um, if you do Florida – in the sense of Swamp Kings, they accomplished something that nationally registered, right? They, they won. So if I'm watching this in Peoria and I see Bobby Sablehouse didn't make it or Steve Ship, you know, didn't make it in that 96 Spurrier class, if I'm watching in Peoria, I don't know that I care. But Yeah, and I agree, but I wasn't talking about just Florida. I was talking about college football in general. Oh, okay. These, I got you. All these players who you know were can't miss, but they did. But see, but, uh, how many people outside of recruiting would know Steve Ship's name? In other words, if I'm watching this and I go back to Oklahoma had this can't miss prospect, unless I'm into recruiting and he didn't make it, how am I going to know who it is? Yeah, that's a good point. But, I get you, but it's an idea. Yeah. I get your point. I missed. I was on hold when you did. You name the other ones that they had. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to get everybody's ideas first, and then I'll, I'll name what they are. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. You. Thank you, David. Here's one from Lucas. Again, it's the '79 and '80 UF football teams because of the biggest turnaround in you know from from '10 and one to the next year. Okay. I was going to ask you, Steve, um, because I was I remember this, but not to the extent that I'm, I'm sure that you remember it. The Southwestern Conference being broken up. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about the future, ten years from now, they'll they'll be one of the Pac-12, yep. the Pac-10 being blown up. I just I didn't know if they have done one on the Southwestern Conference breaking up. I know ESPN had the pony excess about SMU and they dabbled it on it, but can you remember? Because that was let's face it, Steve, forty years, fifty years ago, that was the biggest conference in America. Yeah, in terms of I don't success. think anybody has done that. And and if you really look back, I think with that, you know, you have to be careful because I don't know when, when did the I don't even know when it broke up. I think the last year was ninety two, ninety three okay. was the last year. So of it. that's you know thirty years. But there's people still around that went through that. Yeah. Um, then I also talked about rivals, and Todd says I have said since summer, I believe Florida will be four and eight this year on paper, maybe five and seven if lucky. In order to show progress this year, 
Florida has to be Kentucky, Vandy, Missouri, and steal two or three from Tennessee or Florida State. Rivals. Historically, his rivals, Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida State. And he says, like somebody else said recently, Kentucky, Vandy, and South Carolina. And somebody else mentioned. But that's different. That, that's not a rival. That's games you have to win to sort of go over the hump. But okay. And he says, with a passing success, uh, first two games, it's imperative we get the run go- game going. Huh? The run game was pretty good last week. They didn't pass much. That's the game I saw, Todd. Um, he said, using the stat that predicts the winner of the Florida UT games, how do you see Florida opening this game? Run to open the pass or pass to open the run? Great question. But let me give you the answer. I'll bet you if you had five coaches in this room, Todd, and you asked that question, they would give you five different answers. Here's why, okay? And I'm going to be stupid here. We want to come out and establish the run. And and Tennessee comes out with an eight-man front. You ain't going to run the ball. I don't care what you thought you were going to do. You'd be knocking your head against a brick wall if you did that. Okay? So part of it is what you think what when you see tape, what you think that group is going to do. I mean, obviously, everybody wants balance. We want balance. Well, okay. But a lot of this is is going to be what Florida thinks it can do against Tennessee defensively and vice versa, right? Now, if you look at Tennessee, they've got two guys that run the ball very, very well. So I think Florida's job defensively is to stop Tennessee's run game. Make Joe Milton beat me. So how does Florida accomplish that? Todd, do they load the box? Do they dare Tennessee to throw the ball? Do they play man and say, okay, Tennessee, if you're going to beat us, go man? That's the great beauty of football. It's a chess match. So, But, I mean, look, I think – Billy Napier, in his heart of hearts, is a run guy. He likes to run the ball. But he also understands you got to have balance. Uh, Jesse says, ooh, good one here, Seth. The rise and fall of the prodigy, Todd Marinovich. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that's been done. Has it been done? Okay. All right. Um, But that was a a good one. Uh, hour two is coming up again. If you had a, a, the next Netflix to do, what would you do? And I'll give you what the odds makers, at least this one place, thinks could happen. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. 
listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and, and uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. At Easy Cater, we get it. Ordering food for work means you have to deal with this. Client meeting on Tuesday. Client wants Taco Tuesday. 19 people need vegan options. Her budget just got slashed. Meeting is now Monday. What about Mediterranean? Client still wants taco. Claire has a nut allergy. Gluten free. Oh, Under budget. Tacos for a client meeting? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24 7 at easycater.com. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. <laughs> Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring. You could earn a starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions. We have immediate openings throughout Florida. No experience is necessary and all training is provided. Officers receive a salary and are immediately eligible for benefits, including health insurance and the college tuition waiver on day one of your new career. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Seth Harp is going to produce the last hour of our broadcast today. Uh... Hope you enjoyed Inside the Huddle today. Later on in the week, I've uh, got some good guests. My buddy Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal will talk Tennessee. So will Pat Ryan, former Vol quarterback, former Jets quarterback. Uh, he is on their radio broadcast team. He'll be joining us too. Uh, so that would be very, very good. And we'll have those later in the week. We hope to have Urban Meyer here Friday. So that's all coming up. Part of our listening today. 
Netflix just came out, obviously, with Swamp Kings. And what would you do if you could say, I would do the next event? What would that, what would that documentary be? What would you like to see? Uh, and then I'm going to throw this out, too. Confidence scale. I get the sense just, I mean, it's only Tuesday, and I know by Friday, when we do prognostication Friday, your, your fandom will build up. But I just get the sense that there is real anxiety here when it comes to this matchup Saturday for, by Gator fans. They're just scared. You're just scared to come out and say, we're going to whip their butt. I think there's a lot of doubt, hope, but also doubt. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, for the documentary, not a Bama fan, but Saban deserves his own documentary. Daryl says about the rivalries, Without a doubt, Georgia, the 80 game, I was crying in front of the TV as a kid. Uh, next would be FSU, then Tennessee. Larry says, the life and times of Billy Donovan. Okay, interesting. Uh, and it would be interesting because obviously as a player, you know, playing on a patino and all that, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, it doesn't have to have a Florida bent either, but if it does, that that's fine. All right, here is what the, uh, oh, I forgot to mention this. I actually got an email about this yesterday. It must be from a very devout uh, softball fan who wanted to know uh, what the Gators were doing in fall ball. There are four uh, exhibitions that Florida will have uh, at home. October 11, St. Leo. October 14, Jacksonville, October 17, USF, and November 15, College of Central Florida. So there you are. I don't know what prompted that email, but that's it. So those are the ones uh, you'll be able to see. Let's get to uh, David's call here. Hi, David. Hey, how you doing today, Steve? Good, David. Hey, um, um, I know based on what's been talked about from the Utah game up until t- this coming game this Saturday, their defensive line kind of crowded the box. Don't you imagine that's what Tennessee's going to do? And, and what kind of a defensive line do they have? Uh, they're decent. Um, you know, they – I mean, look, I'm taking nothing away from who Tennessee played. Um, but they struggled a little bit. They've not asked Milton – to do a lot, and I think that's by design. Now, look, there's two things you can do. You can sort of hide some things because, you know, obviously you see tape, right? We don't want to show too much. We can beat these teams without showing too much. So, you know, we go from there. Uh, But I think Tennessee really does. They know they have two very good backs. They want to run the ball, and I think they want to put Milton – where he doesn't have to, you know, third and seven, you know, that's they, they don't want that for him. I think they think that's trouble. They want to have him in manageable down and distances 
where they can play action after they get the run game going and go from there. That's what I, <clears throat> I think they want to do. Is their defensive line anywhere as good as Utah's? Because Utah seemed to be no. pretty strong along that defensive front. No. I, I, from what I'm told now, again, I'll get more information tomorrow when I start talking to Tennessee people, but I don't think Tennessee's defensive front would be as good as, say, a Utah's is. I don't think so. Well, it, 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 I, that, I think that bodes well for us because I know that they really – we really had an issue trying to run the ball against Utah and – uh, if we could run the ball a little bit better against Tennessee. And then, like you said, the same kind of thing with them. Keep the down and distance perfect so, you know, we're on schedule as the terminology goes and we can do a little play action. I, I think that uh, we have a, a very good opportunity to uh, maybe inflict some scores on these guys. But if you remember with Tennessee, and this is the thing that I remember, their pass defense last year was terrible. And what people forget, does anybody not remember Anthony Richardson throwing for 453 yards against this team? That seems like yeah. 75 years ago, right? Yes, he threw does. for 453 against Tennessee. But didn't Hooker throw almost that much against Well, them? yeah, but I'm just saying Tennessee's yeah. issue is not its defensive front. It's its secondary. And. Okay. You know, they did a pretty good job in their first game because Virginia is not very good. But then they gave up 260 in the air, I think it was, to Austin P. So can Florida exploit that? If Austin P can throw for 260, uh, he said, maybe they, maybe Florida sees something they can do. And remember, if you watch the game, Austin P plays wide open, man. They play up-tempo, get to the line, hurry up. They, that's what they do. That's not what Florida does. But, again, uh, he, they threw for 260 in the touchdown. It's pretty good. I, 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 now that you say that about the up-tempo, I, I remember Coach uh, Negger saying that in the conf- press conference yesterday uh, that, you know, they, Tennessee runs a lot of up-tempo. We can, too, but we don't. So I'm wondering if he was just uh, hedging his bet a little bit there. Maybe he saw what the Austin P folks did, and uh, maybe he might want to do that a little bit. Yeah. Now, let me give you the flip side of what I just told you. Okay, You mentioned about deep, Tennessee's defensive front. They had 14 tackles for loss. Seven sacks. So. And that was Austin P, correct? Yeah, it was Austin P. yes. So it, right. you're, not, you're not playing an SEC team. But, right. you know, if you're going to talk about a wart, and that they gave up, you know, some pass yards against Austin P. Well, they also did a pretty good job on the defensive front. Sure, sure. All right, gonna okay. be fun. All right, thank you, David. Appreciate your call, JD. Welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, I responded to your to your question about uh, or, or your statement about the angst uh, amongst the Gator fans concerning this game. Uh, Steve, and 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 hope I, I'm hopeful, Steve. But uh, yeah, I have some angst where. We're seven and a half point uh, underdogs, Vegas underdogs. So yeah, I have some uh, some uh, angst. Uh, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more with Shane. I, and, and by the way, the, the, the thing on Tuesday mornings is fantastic. But um, you know, seventeen points is not going to do it. And uh, I, I can see uh, there's a lot of complaining about Joe Milton amongst the Tennessee fans, but I can see them going deep and you know in the first series and if they you know if they can get 
10, 14 points ahead, you know, quickly at the beginning of the game and then trying to make us play catch-up. I think that's where they're going, so we'll see how that goes. Tennessee has uh, started slowly offensively their first two games for whatever the reason. I I mean, maybe they'll correct that, but that's just something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, well, for – Again, your 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 words are prophetic there, Steve. For whatever the reason, uh, so we'll see. I, I got a feeling they're going to come out and go straight for the jugular. And and I am I am in Shane's camp with, hey, uh, let's be let us be aggressive with the play calling and get ahead. So yeah, I, there's a lot of angst. Uh, I'm one of them that has angst. I mean, there's nothing that we have seen that would give us a great deal of confidence, Steve. Uh, you know, you can't. The Austin P game is not. I mean, the Austin P. The uh, uh, game is. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know where you could draw a whole lot of confidence out of that, but maybe some. Uh, well, did you watch the? Thing, did you watch the Tennessee game? I did not. I have not seen them. I've watched a little bit of the Virginia game, uh, the first game of the season, but I did not watch any of the uh, of the Austin P game. That that game, and again, you play four quarters, right? But what I saw. In that game, it was thirteen to six at halftime, and Tennessee struggled at times. They really did. Yeah. Austin P played great in that. We got nothing to lose here. We're gonna, you know, give the kitchen sink, and they did. And there's a guy who may be back for them this week that I think is gonna help them and help Joe Milton and help the running game. And his name is Cooper Mays. He transferred to Tennessee as an offensive lineman. Uh, he didn't play the first two games because of injury. He's expected to be back. And what that did, they shuffled offensive linemen around. Well, now if he comes back and plays, that solidifies their offensive line a bit and guys are back to playing where they normally play. That could be a difference too. Yeah, and, of course, we get our center back, and that could be a difference. Yep, exactly. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, one thing that's a little bit concerning, Steve, is – Yet to see it uh, a whole lot, and, and that is us putting pressure on quarterbacks. I, I you know, I, had, I don't know how many sacks we have. Doesn't seem like a whole lot. Um, Florida, but, you know, you were, Florida's defense is number three in FBS in sacks. No, oh, in, in total three, defense, total number three. Now, okay. again, you're not playing offensive juggernauts here. I get it because Utah was without you know two really good offensive players, but. If you're going to look for something, right? I mean, it could have been where Florida plays against Utah without their two best offensive plays, and they run up and down the field. They didn't. Yep. So, yep. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind Florida is better defensively than a year ago. Yeah. Well, Steve, one last thing. I, 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 I'm, I'm totally in with, 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 one, with what Shane said. I think if we get into one of these things where we try to counterpunch you know, let them take the initiative, and then we try to counterpunch. I don't, I don't like that. But if we come out and seize the initiative and go straight for the jugular, like, uh, like the head ball coach used to do, I, I, I feel better about that. But what, what the heck do I know? So anyway, thanks, Steve. Great, great uh, shows today. Thank you. Thank you, JD. Appreciate that. One fifteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight, the third-ranked Gator volleyball team will travel to Tallahassee to take on in-state rival Florida State. Florida remained undefeated after going 3-0 this weekend during the Gators Invitational after being led by Kennedy Martin, who earned her third SEC Weekly Honor of the season. 
Live action will begin right here at 5.45. High school volleyball continues today with matches including Ocon St. Francis, Union County takes on Bell, and Newberry plays Chiefland. And up next in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Minnesota Twins for Game 2 of the series after the Rays took down the Twins 7-4 last night. Live coverage will begin right after the Gator Volleyball match concludes. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Purchasing a vehicle is a big deal, right? You want to get a vehicle you like. It's going to last you for a long time. You want to have fun riding in it and have it be reliable, too. The people at Southeast Car Agency know that. And remember, 40-plus years of being in business, the business owned and operated by the Cousins family. That in itself tells you something about longevity and about serving their customers. And they have. I've been a customer of theirs for a long time, have driven Southeast Car Agency vehicles for a long time as I am now. If you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. But if you're looking for the best and late model low mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. SECars.com is the website. You can check out the vehicles that are in stock and check out all the pertinent information. You can also test drive them by going to see them at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. When you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Good feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
All right, we'll take your phone calls again, uh, if, whatever the new Netflix documentary might be. All right, let me give you this. Uh, and then I want to talk more about Florida, Tennessee. I think this is just a fascinating uh, matchup here. All right, I told you uh, there is a, a company that has come out with uh, odds, so to speak. The next college football documentary odds, usbettingreport.com. All right? So here is what they have for six of them, okay, from a worst percent chance to most. Ready? Here we go. From the bottom up. The road to Alabama's dynasty, 10%. Texas is back. The rise and fall of the Longhorns, 10.5%. The one I thought of in some way, SEC's reign of dominance, 12%. Baylor, football scandal and resurgence, 14%. Here's the one Gator fans are going to love. 2017, UCF, 0-12 to 12-0, 18.2%. The one, 20%, Cam Newton, Heisman, national title season, 20%. So those are the ones that they say, and they're not bad. But if you have one you think you could slide in there, uh, let us know. Uh, Bill emails. He says, Steve, I agree with you. He said, I'm one of those scared Gator fans. He said, I, I, I think, and he, put, he, he capitalizes, I think, Florida can win this game. Am I going to put money on it? No, I'm not. But I have quiet confidence the Gators can win this game. Um, let me throw some things out from last year. And again, what does last year mean? Probably nothing. Florida threw for 453 yards last year. 453. Uh they had 576 yards of offense, Tennessee did last year. They averaged 8.2 yards per play. And last year, I believe I'm right in this, I have to look it up, I believe that it was 42 to 28 or something like that run pass for Tennessee. Let me tell you where Florida is better this year defensively. I looked it up. Opponents are 5 of 23 on third down this year. Pretty good. Florida last year allowed almost 50% on third down. That, that's a lot. That, that gets teams off the field. It gets your offense on the field. So I get it. You're not playing high-powered offenses to start the season. But you got to start someplace, don't you? What would have happened, God forbid, if McNeese went, I don't know, you know, 8 of 16 on third down? You'd still be calling today. You'd still be on the phone today. So you got to start someplace. Uh, all right. Win, W-I-N-N, emails. He says, Steve, I've listened to your show for a long time, and I don't call or email, but I have to today because I'm getting older. I don't know how many more games I'm going to see. He said, I just want Florida to kick Tennessee's behind. He said, I, I believe in Billy Napier. 
I believe in what he's building. I wish people were more uh, uh, patient in what he's doing, but I got to like it, and I got to think Florida's going to win this game. At least I hope so, he says. Well, let me give you some numbers for this game. Florida has won 16 of the last 18 games they played against Tennessee. The Gators last year, as I mentioned, 594 yards of offense in the game. Florida outgained Tennessee 594 to 576. Tennessee threw for 349 in the game. Last time they were here, two years ago, remember that game? I do. 38 to 14. And the Gators had 500 plus yards of offense in the game, including 283 on the ground. And this is also incredible. Only 11 UF players, including two starters, Agakwin and Jason Marshall, remain from that game. Think of that, okay? When you talk about Billy Napier, rebuilding, all that, only 11 Florida players are left from the team that played in the 2021 game. 11. Florida scored 31 or more points in each of the last five meetings against Tennessee and 26 plus eight in a row. That kind of gives you hope, right? That Florida's going to score against Tennessee. The Gators have totaled 300 plus yards of offense against Tennessee in eight straight, 13 of the last 14. Here's another key to this game, folks. They've rushed for over 100 yards in 16 of the last 17. So there's a formula that Florida has used, regardless of the coach whatever, that, and then, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I understand, it was McNeese. Florida allowed 112 yards of offense in that game against McNeese. Okay? It's their best defensive performance in 86 games since North Texas in 2016. Florida is first in the power five in total defense. First, did you ever think you would hear that? First in the power five in total defense. 191 yards allowed per game. They're eighth in the FBS, fifth in the power five in passing defense, only 115 yards a game. Tennessee's offense is 22nd, with 477 scrimmage yards per game. Something's got to give there, doesn't it? Gators averaging 5.5 yards per carry. So that's pretty good in 2022. And this year, um, they're running the ball pretty well too. Just some numbers, but aren't they fun? Florida leads the series here. 16 to 5. 16 to 5. So 
There you go. A couple of emails here before our final half hour. Bill, I'm sorry, Bob says, uh, Steve, question for you. Uh, you, Who are your biggest rivals? I I don't, I'm not a, I get asked, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm not a fan. I will say, and I've said it before, Miami is probably the team that I like to beat the most just because of baseball stuff. Uh, you know, and I got tired of the you stuff, all that you. What have you done lately, right? So that's mine. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Final half hour coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates, sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall, directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's key lime shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit fldocjobs.com to apply today. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day in September. New customers, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PATRICK, and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code PATRICK, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, skies partly cloudy to mostly clear temperatures in the upper 80s to lower 90s, with sea breeze storms firing up and moving from west to east across our area. They'll settle down tonight, then skies turning mostly clear, patchy fog possible in the morning, lows in the lower 70s. That pattern continues Wednesday and Thursday by Friday. A front approaches cooler temperatures for the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
It's your Gator Volleyball Podcast. Patrick Show. From the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. It's the next generation. All right, our last half hour today. Uh, tomorrow, a reminder, an abbreviated sports scene tomorrow until 1 o'clock because of Ray's baseball against the Twinkies. So uh, 12 to 1 tomorrow, but uh, a couple of really good guests tomorrow. Uh, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, will talk college football. And Pat Ryan, the radio analyst for the Volunteer Football Network, will join us. Vince Ferrara will join us, I hope, uh, later in the week as well to talk Tennessee football. Hopefully, Urban Meyer on Friday. He'll be out in Boulder uh, for that game. So, uh, again, we hope that uh, he'll be with us then. And and don't forget, Friday is Prognostication Friday as well. Peyton says, Bowdenberger. How both FSU and Miami went from nearly having their program shut down in the 70s to becoming national powerhouses in the 80s and 90s off the minds of two of the greatest coaches in Bobby Bowden and Howard Schnellenberger. Well, Miami did their own. That was just on that was just on recently. And that did chronicle that. I don't know, Peyton, if one was done in FSU, but Miami uh did uh have its own for sure. Uh Paul says uh, what's your take on the Mel Tucker situation? Oh, gosh. Look, I think the school had to, to do what it did in suspending him. Uh, he has denied the allegation, and it has to go through a process. Now, that's just how it is. Um, and here's the other thing. Where do you sit in terms of what will this do to his reputation? Let's just say he goes through this process and it refutes what has been alleged. What happens? What happens? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Also, uh, Matthew says, all right, you're a betting man, even though I know you're not, he says. Uh, does Jimbo Fisher get fired at the end of the year? Yes. Yes. Look, with the money he's making, and Texas now coming in the league, and doing what it just did, he's got to win. He's got to win. And I just don't think that he's going to win a lot of games. I just don't. 
Ole Miss. Isn't this interesting? There was something when, when, when Texas and Alabama played, they were in Tuscaloosa. And when they were previewing Ole Miss, uh, they mentioned Pete Golding, who was Alabama's defensive coordinator. He got booed. He got booed. Well, guess what? An Ole Miss team that wasn't exactly known for its defense has forced five turnovers in two games, has eight sacks, second in the SEC, and allowing or not allowing long plays. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, And then, if I had said to you right now, where do you put Florida? If I, if I said to you, rank where Florida is in the SEC football hierarchy now, where would you put them? This week. This week. It changes every week, right? For example, do you put Texas A&M ahead of Florida? I mean, obviously, Georgia, Tennessee, they haven't been beaten, right? Ole Miss. Alabama, don't you still have to rate Alabama ahead of Florida? Well, I'll tell you where one Saturday down south had Florida rated right now. Ready? Number 11. 11. Vanderbilt at 14. Missouri at 13. Auburn, who had trouble winning at Cal, but they won at 12, Florida 11. Now, remember I told you about Austin, about uh, Armstrong and where the defense is? Okay? I just went back and looked at this. You, you, his, the Gator defense is much, much better, right? They haven't forced a turnover. I, that I can remember... I, 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 don't, I think I'm right, right? And two sacks. I looked that up. Now, what does that mean? Sometimes quarterback gets the ball, gets it out early. You can't get a sack. But so it's, it's mixed. It's a mixed bag. By the way, the SEC hierarchy here, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. I can't understand why they're that high. Alabama's behind Texas A&M. Now, let's see. Texas A&M lost to Miami. Alabama lost to a top-10 team in Texas, and A&M is behind, or is ahead of Alabama. No sense. No sense. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Let me get to some emails here, hopefully enough to get us through uh, today. Harold says, uh, this is a good question. He says, Steve, I want, I'm a Rays fan. Thanks for carrying the Rays game tomorrow. Uh, give me the odds of the Rays winning the World Series. Oh, God. I can't do that. I, I, I'm not good at that. But look, if you look at baseball now, what's amazing to me and is the Braves. Look what Olsen's done. He's the first to 50 homers. And I, I, if, you, if I said to you, 
name me the top 10 players in the National League, would his name even come up? Probably not. But, I mean, they are the favorites to me in the National League and should be. And in the American League, Baltimore's won 90 games. But the Rays are only three out. They can still, I, and I think they still play before the season ends, I think. But if I had a favorite, I know Houston is only playing 566, but somebody has to beat them. And they're still winning their division. They, they took the lead over the Rangers. Um, and then he also asks, do you think Mike Trout will be traded? They should trade him, and Mike Trout should also ask for a trade. It's pretty evident to me the Angels do not know how to structure a roster. They just don't. And unless he knows Otani's coming back, unless he knows something we don't, I just think... It's time. By the way, congratulations. The 2023-24 U.S. Swimming National Team has been announced. Six current former uh, or, or former Gator swimmers are on the team. Pretty good. Uh, Bobby Fink is on it. Kieran Smith is on it. And then four current Gators, including Jake Mitchell, are on it. Pretty good. Kevin says, would you say the last couple of years Florida's defense focused on stripping the ball and tackling was atrocious, and this year's team doesn't seem to focus on stripping the ball, but their tackling is better. Yes. Yes, I would say that, Kevin. Now, I don't know if that was truly a focus last year about stripping the ball, but I do think their tackling is better this year. I think their, their form tackling is better. I agree with that. Yes, I do. Um. Eric, another uh, Gator defensive question. Uh, Armstrong is young. If the Gator defense continues its push, could he be an attractive option for some other team? Of course. Yes. That, that's the nature of this beast. If you're an assistant coach and you're highly pursued, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, the current school you're at is going to pony up to keep you, or B, they won't and somebody will snatch you. And, and let's get, let's not, again, let's not get carried away here. We're talking two games. But it is better. There's no doubt. Uh, another couple of emails on that. Boy, I, I never thought Florida Tennessee week would be this silent. A lot of emails, but again, I think there's just, there's, there's people who scared money here to quote somebody, scared money. There is, this, Gator, this Gator fan base is scared. They so want to see Florida beat Tennessee and beat a ranked team and beat them at home and have the swamp, you know, be the swamp of old. But just not sure if you can pull it off. And the disappointment, if you don't, will be palpable. That's why this game means a lot. 
it means a lot to the rebuild. It, it, it sends a clear message if you can win this game. It's only one game. doesn't mean you beat Arkansas. It doesn't mean you beat anybody else. That's why it's important. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Austin Sterling. Gators Volleyball heads on the road tonight to take on the in-state rival Florida State Seminoles. Florida is currently undefeated and ranked number three nationally. Coverage starts right here at 545. Shifting to the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will match up against the Minnesota Twins tonight. The Rays trail the Orioles by just three games for lead of the AL East but sit comfortably in the first wildcard spot. Coverage starts here following the Gators volleyball game. Monday night football kicked off last night when the New York Jets took on the Buffalo Bills. The Jets came out on top but suffered a devastating blow as quarterback Aaron Rodgers is confirmed to be missing the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. The Vikings will head on the road to take on the defending NFC champion Eagles on Thursday night football this week. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Austin Sterling. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired, and we were looking for a new dentist. And I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry, that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let, put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesday, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. And, of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch buffet with bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys at the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. 
the head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Dan Mullen on the Matt Berry podcast. Uh, this was on College Spun not too long ago. Uh, was appearing on the Matt Berry show. And he said, quote, to Tennessee, this is always a big game in all my years at Florida, both as an assistant and a head coach. Tennessee game was always such a huge game. This would be a big, big win for Billy Napier and for the direction of the program is headed. A loss. He could be looking at 0-6. After two years against his rivals, that's not how Florida fans want to see things. Uh, Mullen says, I'm going Tennessee. I'm still on the Tennessee bandwagon. Joe Milton can make all the plays. I trust Josh Heupel, honestly, to put him in positions to succeed. I think they're improved defensively to shut Florida down. Quote. We'll see. All right, let's get some calls on our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I've been watching the Tennessee-Austin P game while I've been listening to you, of course. Um, and the three things that I see that um, we need to do all on defense to stop Tennessee, one, number one is stop the run. Number two is control that bubble screen they throw because that's all they did all day against Austin P. They didn't throw anything downfield, didn't complete anything downfield. And number four is put a spy on Milton. Because I believe if he hurts us, it's going to be with his legs. So that's that's my what I've been watching on on this game anyway. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, we can dissect and and cut this game up a thousand different ways. I just think with all that Heupel does in throwing the football and spreading you out, he's a run guy, and I think that's the strength of their offense. So I think you take the strength of an offense away, which is their run. If Milton beats you throwing the ball, tip your cap. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think if the most most thing he can do is that little bubble screen. They were holding on most of them. So, I mean, it's I, I didn't see him do anything downfield at all. Uh, everything he threw downfield was either you know bad throws or or uh, drop balls. No, they threw a lot of short passes. I watched the game. They threw a lot of short passes in the game. Um, Now, you know, are they trying not to show much? You know, I don't know. We'll find out Saturday. Yeah, well, I invited my lucky charm to the game uh, Saturday, so he went to the last few Tennessee games and been, you know, been been a lot of fun. But uh, hopefully maybe we can get by there and see you and Shane before the game. Okay. Stop by. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Ed, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, I'm hoping for the reverse Mullen curse because he picked us to beat 
uh, Utah. So picking uh, Tennessee to stop us with that defense, that's, to me, way over the top. Now, maybe winning, but not shutting down. They haven't done that in how many years? Yeah, I mean. They didn't do it last year. No. Uh, and, you know, shut down. Does that mean 10 points, 20 points? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just reading you the quote. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I'm going to syndicate, again, we'll use the preface, it was McNeese State or whatever, but I, I love the way our freshmen, especially DBs, are playing. I mean, I, I saw some legit, you know, D1 plays out of those guys, you know, stopping with the receiver, sticking the hand out without, you know, committing pass interference. Uh, I think Coach Raymond is going to make us DBU again. Uh, might have been a little low the last couple of years, but I'm like what I'm seeing back there. Yeah, I think uh, technique-wise, they're doing some good things. Now you get into the SEC, you start playing better receivers, better quarterbacks, better schemes. We'll see if that holds up. But, yes, I like some of the fundamental things they're doing. Yeah, and, of course, that's a big part of the – you, you could have made millions of dollars. Even after two weeks, you said, uh, what are the odds that Ford will be number one in the FBS in total defense after two games? Oh, boy, could you have made some money. But, yep. Uh, but, uh, hey, again, we'll see what happens. Okay. Saturday. Catch Thank, you later. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, Steven says, Dan Mullen also picked Florida to beat Utah and Alabama to beat Texas, so there's that. Yeah. I, I hear you. Swamp Train, hello. Hey, Steve, what's going on, my man? I uh, wasn't going to call you, but you kept pushing me back in the wall, calling them scared, Steve. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> Hey, Steve, I tell you, it seems like the Gators fans scared in the hand of the house right now watching Fox trying to get in, right, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I can understand the angst here because I think Gator fans yeah. are just poised to see a big win at home and try to, in their minds, gain some confidence with Billy Napier. Like, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to get us back to where, you know, we, we were, or at least close to that, and you, they're just, I think, just busting out, just wanting to make that happen. Yeah, I agree 100% with you, Dusty. I, I was just calling to let you know, it, it seemed like Billy really have to, Billy and his squad, they have to show the Gator Nation something right here. I almost feel like this is a must-win situation right here, uh, you know, for the fan base, and, you know, and for him, you know, his career as well, so... It's a must. It's a must win right here, man. And uh, Steve, real quick, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and if you think with the Gators losing the opening season game against Utah, and then if we, you know, drop this one, our opening SEC game, how bad do you think that hurt the fan base and in, uh, in the program moving forward this year? And I take it off that. Thank you. Oh, it'll they'll be doom and gloom. They'll be doom and gloom. That that because that's how it is after a loss. I've been doing this long enough and taking calls after the game long enough to know that we're not going to win three games. We're not. I mean, that, that's going to happen. And uh, conversely, if they win, they're going to win the national championship. I mean, that's just how it is. It's the euphoria of a win, and it's the, you know, it's the tough, tough break when you lose. Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. I, you know, I couldn't have set this up better to follow the train, man. And we ain't scared, train. And, and Steve, you know what? Real fans like myself and Train, we, we ready to wait on uh, Coach Napier. You know, I, I'm not going to get into what they're going to take and do that, but I'm going to wear my orange and blue my, and, and, and put my flags up. I, I ain't going to change 
because I'm a real Gator fan. And, Coach, we believe. And, see what I called about real quick is uh, the, the game last night, man. You know, I've been rooting you on. I, I'm like you. I don't know. I heard you earlier about the darn spells. But, Steve, I tell you what, the, a running game, again, I hope we get ours together. And I'll say that. That saved you guys and special teams. Shout out to D, man, because I was paying attention to him. And special teams really make a difference. So I hope our special teams come on and our, our defense play better, like you were saying, and we and we get some running going in there, man. And, uh, hey, Jacksonville asked you, and, 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 you know, the defense did it for them in an interception. And, and for Georgia fans, they said this about Richardson. Georgia always intercept the Gators. Uh, Tyson Campbell. Go Jags and go Gators! Byron, thank you. Fox and Jimmy are our final caller today. Hello. Hey, uh, Steve, uh, that's uh... – nose guard Watson number 21 did he play Saturday night or yes he did okay uh okay now how many uh freshmen did we have playing on the defense no idea top of my head and again there's different times of the game that people are in and out of the game so it's impossible to say that okay well after watching the first two games and all and uh I know I know who we played Saturday night and I was really disappointed in that turnover that and we didn't get a shutout um but uh Oh, how, how do you see the game coming up? I'm, I still, I still think Tennessee's better than Florida. Uh, how do you see the game this week? Uh, I guess define uh, better, uh, and then I can tell you that from from the depth chart, I'll just do it that way. Okay, your question was about freshmen on defense. Was that what you asked? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, again, a lot of guys got to play in the game. Um, most of the freshmen are, you know, down the roster a little bit. Um, but Jakeem Jackson is a freshman. He comes to mind. Um, Jordan Castell comes to mind at safety. So there's a few of them. And the other guys got to play in the game, but they played because it was, you know, mop-up duty. But um, you are seeing younger. Florida doesn't have very many seniors at all on either side yeah. of the ball. It's a young team. Yeah. Yeah, young team, and uh, well, uh, and so many players that I, I I used to tell you from year to year, uh, you know, team, but I, anymore I, I I can't I can't with the transfer portal and everything, I can't even keep up with it. But uh, well, I mean, doesn't Tennessee have a better offensive line, better defensive line, in your opinion, or what? Well, it remains to be seen. I mean, look, Tennessee's nationally ranked. They had an offensive lineman, Cooper Mays, who was out, who's a very very good player. And they had to reshuffle their offensive line because of it. He's expected back. And if he's healthy, he's a very good player. The other players won't have to shuffle around. So on paper, at least, that should help their offensive line. Well, certainly. I, I don't expect Florida to win. But my goodness, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure hoping you know, for the best. That would be, a, that'd be a, a big step forward if we get, can beat Tennessee. Then we'll have an easy game and then get back in, the, I guess, to Kentucky. All right, Jim. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Don't forget, tomorrow, an abbreviated version of the show because of Rays baseball. We're on 12-1. to But you'll hear Pat Ryan from the Tennessee Football Network talk about the Vols specifically. Make sure you listen in tomorrow. Thanks to Zach and Seth for producing today. We thank you for listening. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.